What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Benner, Adam Ronis. Oh, baby. I got to tell you, Adam, I am uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm over the moon. Maybe it was because I just got done with the Fantasy Alarm show. I'm still all kind of, you know, revved up. We had Alex Cora on the show today. Um, so it's always good to get like the insights there, especially from the uh, from, from the team's manager. Um, it's just it's baseball, right? It's Chris Bryant signing a an insane deal with the Rockies. Like ah, there's just there's so much happening right now uh, that I'm kind of like I'm I'm beside myself. And then you know what? And I'll tell you what. As focused as I am on baseball, right? The Von Miller news. <laughs> That was kind of interesting. Him going to Buffalo. So there's a whole bunch of stuff. This is a great, great time to be a sports fan. It really is. I mean, uh, we can't complain, but man, my head is spinning, bro, because I got slow drafts going on, trying to adjust rankings, getting ready for my drafts, the NFL free agency signing, 12 games slate in the NBA tonight, college basketball. It's just insane right now, but. Yeah, I mean, baseball is just nuts right now because uh, you have all these signings and we're still waiting on some big name players, too. That's the other thing. I mean, obviously, the big news today was Chris Bryant going to Coors Field. That is absolutely huge, man. I was able to get him in one league already, but he's going to move up. I mean, now you look at him in Coors Field, uh, so you're going to see his value really rise. And if you're like in a slow draft now, too, like say you're sitting there around seven or eight and you're on the clock and Chris Bryant's there up. I need a third baseman or outfielder. Here we go. I mean, uh, today, I mean, it's not a big deal, but I'm around 48, 49. Picked up Donovan Solano. Reds signed him. He's going to get some playing time. 48th, 49th round. Sign me up. So uh, a couple teams had an opportunity to grab him. They did it. I don't know if they were paying attention or not because it didn't happen while I was on the clock. But uh, I know a lot of our listeners are doing these slow drafts, best ball, and you really got to pay attention to what's going on as news breaks, uh, injuries as well. So, there's, yeah, there's a lot going on. But, yeah, Chris Bryan, man, I mean, if you've already drafted him or you have any keeper league, I mean, you cannot ask for a better spot going to Coors Field. You know, he had a good year last year, didn't struggle a little bit with the Giants, but, um, you know, you're looking – he stole 10 bases last year too. Uh, so, yeah, it's a really good spot for Chris Bryant. A really, really good spot. I believe I'm looking at the rankings on the site. We both have him eighth um, in our rankings. I think I'm about to I'm about to bump him up to. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, really, I, I I take him over Arenado right now. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say you know, he's gonna crack that top five for sure, right? Yeah, I think so. Let me see. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna do yeah. it right here while I'm on the while, while yeah, I'm so, on the pod, man. So am I. I'm gonna. Put him over Arenado. Ah, it's close with Riley. I know hmm. it is close with Riley. I'm thinking about that too. You know, but I, it was funny. I had this conversation with Jim today because he thinks everybody's you know undervaluing Austin Riley. And I, you know, I mean, undervaluing like what drafts does he look? Is what is he referring? I mean, is he talking drafts? Yeah, I guess that's what he said. He said he thinks people are undervaluing because, you know, it is because there are doubters out there who have been like, you know, he's done it yes. for one year. He, and he is right about know. that. He is right about that. There are a lot of people who are saying that he's overvalued because he's going pretty early. I think what they're doing is they're saying, OK, well, I want to see Riley do it again because mm -hmm. he had a uh, when he came up. It was only 80 games, but he had a 36.4% strikeout rate. 
2020 was 23.8%. Last year was 25.4%. Uh, and hit 303. Now he had a 360 batting average of balls in play. I don't think anyone thinks he's a 300 hitter, but he could hit 265, 270 in today's game. There's nothing wrong with that. Now he did play 160 games. You never want to project someone that high with injuries and everything. But man, it's still a good lineup. Um, I don't know. I I I think we're in redraft leagues, maybe he is going a little too high. Um, I do plan on keeping him in a keeper league, and that's partly because of the price. He's only going to cost me $15 in the OBP league, and he's 24 years old. So I get why people are a li- maybe a little fearful because you're kind of paying for what he did last year, but he hits the ball hard. His max exit velocity is good. Uh, his X slugging is good. He barrels the ball a lot. He does strike out a lot and he does chase a lot of pitches out of the zone. So that's going to be the key is like, does he have like an extended slump that pushes that batting average to 265 and maybe the power goes down a bit, but I'm not really worried. I think he's, I think he's good. Um, I I think he's good too, but you know, uh, knowing Chris Bryant and the type of hitter he is and the fact that it's Coors field, I mean, that, that has to, you know, that, that jumps for me. That definitely jumps for me. Yeah. Oh, over Riley. Over Riley. Yeah. I haven't done that yet, but I did move Brian to the top five and I, I've never been a huge Chris Bryant fan, uh-huh. but man, going to course is the perfect spot. And I did, I did take him in a draft already. So I'm pretty happy about that for that one league where I got him. So yeah. Um, Definitely a good spot for him. He's usually a good OBP bat guy as well. Um, and yeah, he had the best barrel rate of his career since 2016 last year. So we did see some improvement from him last year. Uh, and Coors Field definitely helps. Coors Field definitely, <laughs> it definitely helps in a, in a huge way, in a huge way. So uh, he also, I mean, well, he was in a division a little bit last year, uh, but now he's got to face Dodgers pitching, Padres pitching. But, sure, sure, sure. So, but still, I mean, half the games in Coors Field, it's not just, it's really the batting average, you know, like everyone thinks power, it's just the outfield is so vast and uh, it's just going to create extra bases, more RBI opportunities. We know even with that Colorado lineup not being as potent as the past, you know, they're still going to have games where they put up a ton of runs. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, you know, Tappy is not the, the ideal uh, leadoff guy, right? You'd like uh, somebody with a little bit higher of an OBP there, but they've got enough guys in there between Brendan Rogers and Garrett Hampson and Tapia. Uh, the, the, you know, Crone will be there. I mean, so the, the the top end of that lineup is where where he's going to hit, and that's you know going to be a beneficial spot for him. So yeah, I definitely I really like the move. Jim Jim was beside himself with that contract, beside himself with it. Because here's the here's the funny thing, right? Like, what are the Rockies doing? You know, you're not re-signing Story, right? You've traded you traded away Arenado to to do a rebuild. Like, you're rebuilding around Chris Bryant, basically giving him that contract. I mean, I haven't seen the details, so I don't know if there's an opt out after a year or two. But I mean, I find that to be a, a just a, a little odd of a contract. Yeah, for sure. Considering what they have been doing as a team, they are just poorly run. I never understand. And I know they're in a tough spot because what pitcher as a free agent is going to go there, right? You know, unless they overpay you, like we saw with Hampton, 
like no one wants to go there and it's they really have not had a great luck developing pitching either so they are in a tough spot but yeah it's a lot of the decisions they make it's just puzzling it's a mind scrambler it really is but again from you know i'm here for i'm here for the fantasy aspect right i'm not i'm not a rockies fan uh, I don't care about them in the National League. I'm focused. I'm more worried about what my Yankees, what's going on with my Yankees in the American League East right now. That's just, that's that's insanity uh, that's happening there. But yeah, I mean, it's just a weird, weird thing for the Rocks. Really weird thing for the Rocks. Um, but whatever. I'm here for the fantasy, and that means Chris Bryant. And uh, and I am, I'm, I'm super bullish on that. And I'm going to, I'm definitely going to move him up. Now, the question is, is, you know, I got to see what his ADP is going to look like. Um, where people are going to start taking him on a regular basis because, you know, obviously I've got to like make the adjustments for the cheat sheet. I've got him in the eighth round here. Just do people, you think people start like, you know, is, is he a fourth round pick? I don't know about fourth, but he's definitely going to move up. Um, trying to see, let me see. So where'd he go in my TGFBI? I know that was a few weeks ago, but just to get a, he went round seven. He went round seven. Okay, so mm-hmm. I have him here in, in the fifteen early eighth. So it's right about there. But yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, automatically I mean, I, gonna- I see him going ahead of Aaron out. So Riley went in the fourth round of this one. See, I think that's a little early for Riley. And then Arenado went in the fifth. Bregman in the sixth. Brian in the seventh. But yeah, he's clearly going to move up now. So. Yeah, I mean, if you already took him, you're you're feeling good. Uh, I don't remember what draft I took him in. Maybe it's one that's I have no idea. I've done, I haven't done so many, but I've done at least five <laughs> or six. I know I don't have him in labor or tout. So I don't remember which one, but I know I took him in one. I mean, because third is tough, man. If you don't address it early, um, it gets pretty thin. Um. Yeah, that's the thing. Third base is very thin. It really is. So, you know, it's it's gonna it's you know I I looked for as soon as I saw the news. It was so funny because we the, the news broke while we were on air, right? And as Jim was like talking about the the deal, I immediately went to my draft champions, which is going on right now, and uh, and I was like, we're we're in like the late seventh. It's like three picks away from me. So I was like, oh shit, where? Uh, oh, oh, Chris Bryan went in the late sixth. Late sixth, okay, and, he, and yeah, and he he definitely he went way before the news that he was uh, going to be with the Rockies. Oh, I'm looking at it now. I got him in the eighth, middle of the eighth, picking eight. Got him in the middle of the eighth. That ain't happening no more. No, no, that is not happening anymore. Um, damn, damn, this is it's it's crazy. Like the maneuvering and stuff that we're all doing now. I just this it's is insane, man. It really it's, is. It's so good. It's so good. Like, I'm so – like I told you, right? I felt gypped out of my uh, my last few seasons of baseball, and I'm like I'm, – I'm, I'm so in on all of this. And, uh, and, and so the way that this whole, you know, preseason is breaking down, dude, I've done the daily roundup for the last two days. I'm, like, excited. I'm, like, up at 5 in the morning, right? And I'm, like, boop, 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 just pounding away on the keyboard because I'm, like, so stoked to to be back with this. And, and I'm sorry, man, but – MLB is not disappointing here with the uh, with the trade, but the, all the trades that are going on. It's like for you know, it's like a, a trade happens and then player signs, right? Like Olsen gets traded, 
uh, and we're waiting for Freeman to sign. Um, you know, what are some of the other deals? It's just, it's, it's monstrous. Monstrous. Yeah, Grinky back to the Royals. Oh, that's a nice feel-good story, right? Yeah. That's a nice feel-good one. I, I, I don't mind that one at all. I think, uh, I mean, I'm not really that interested in him for fantasy purposes anymore, but, you know. Jock I, Peterson to the Giants. Jock Peterson to the Giants, yeah. Uh, can we, all right, yeah. You know what? I, I want to talk about, uh, but before we start talking about these, like, other things, I got to talk to you about this insane super team that we could be looking at in Toronto. Um, Game-changing moves that this team is making right now. But let's keep the lights on and pay some bills. Shout out, shout out to a little commercial break here. When we come back, the, the, the new Avengers uh, north of the border, the Toronto Blue Jays, back after this. I'm beside myself, Adam. I'm beside myself. The trade for Matt Chapman today, right? I mean, I was like, are you are you kidding me? I mean, the the Gold Glove defense. Say what you want about, uh, you know, Chapman's batting average. Is it shit? Yes, it's shit. Okay, fine. Big deal. That's a through putting a thirty home run bat, moving from Oakland to Toronto in this ridiculously insane potent lineup, right? And so Chapman there, you know, at the hot corner and, and now, and now I'm, I'm being told that it's for real. There are negotiations going on right now for Jose Ramirez. It's not just a rumor. It's fact. Yeah, that would be absolutely fucking insane. Um, first of all, with Chapman, I think really where he helps even more is the Blue Jays pitching staff. He's a phenomenal third baseman defensively, and they have a lot of ground ball pitchers. Uh, Ryu, Kikuchi, Gossman with the splitter. So really helps their pitchers. Uh, and yeah, he'll probably hit sixth in the lineup, but not ideal, but a lot of RBI opportunities when you have Springer, Bichette, Vlad, Teoscar, and Lourdes ahead of you. But man, if they get Jose Ramirez now, man, are you kidding me? I mean, he's a guy going second, third overall right now with Tatis dropping. So, um, and they said, what, they play him at second, right? Yeah. Damn. Play him at second. So it would be Vlad at first, Jose Ramirez at second. Um, shortstop is Bo Bichette uh, with Matt Ch- with Chapman at third. Uh, and an outfield of like Teoscar Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel, and Randall Grichik. No, Grichik. Oh, Springer. Because yeah. Grichik will probably go in the deal. Cleveland will probably take him off their hands. Yeah, it's just. It's just filthy. And then, you know, the rotation of Barrios, Gossman, Ryu, Manoa, and Kikuchi. Um, Obviously, Nate Pearson, if those guys get hurt, probably still want to, and they'll probably look to bolster the bullpen as well. But, man, yeah, I mean, they are just going all all in, going all for it. So that would be insane if they get Ramirez, man. I mean, that AL East, man, boy, so tough. (laughs) Right? I mean, <laughs> Yankees are a fourth place team. They actually could be, which is crazy to say. Um, Jays, Rays, Red Sox, Yankees. That's really. I mean, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just count out the Yankees. And you know, I Jim spoke to to Brian Cashman, and you know, kind of laid out the plan uh, of what they're, you know, what they're gonna do and how they're gonna like rotate guys around there. 
Like, it's not going to be sexy for fantasy purposes, right? But, you know, can still win ball games, right? I mean, it's, you know, still a, a solid foundation that's there. But, I mean, I'm sorry, man. It, it doesn't even touch what the Jays are doing right now. And that just, I mean, that team is just going to be, that's it's ridiculous, man. You got to you gotta give, give it up for them, man. You got to give I you know, it's... I, I don't love Gossman. I'm not a Gossman fan. But, you know, I did like the Kikuchi signing as well. Um, Manoa, uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of. I mean, this team through, through, through and through, Adam, has been – it's it's good. Oh, no question about it. I mean, we saw last year the lineup's ridiculous, and now uh, the pitching is improved. So they're going for it. And if they get – I mean – it's just it's insane though how some of these bottom teams just given up the Reds, the A's, I mean, and Cleveland's another team. I mean, they were doing it last year or the last couple of years. They were trading guys away and they were still solid. And it's like, imagine if you just kept these players, especially the A's too. I mean, that's the only thing. It is disheartening. I mean, it's good if you're a fan of the Blue Jays or the teams that are going for it, but man, you talk about like a disparity here with some of these bottom teams. I mean, you got a lot of teams that are just, we already know they're done. Um, you know, pirates, obviously the reds, um, Rockies are no good. Diamondbacks are no good. Uh, I mean, the Indians, I know they won 80 games last year, but we know they're not contending, man, especially with the moves they make. Um, I mean, Texas is trying, I don't know how good they are. I mean, the A's are yeah, done. I, I don't. I don't. I don't really love that that team. I know they're 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 you know they're everybody's they're like, spending. well, it's a they're, pitcher's they're, ballpark. They're, they're spending. They're trying. They're not that good, but it's not like they're like, all right, we're not going to sign anyone. I mean, they spent money on Seager, Semi, and they're trying at least. I give them credit for that. Whether it's uh, constructed well, that's a different question. But at least they're trying. But you got some of these teams that are just like throwing in the towel, man. <laughs> but but you know what? There you you think that a team was thrown in the towel like the Rockies, and yet they signed Chris Bryant to this eight year deal. Yeah, but we all know they're not good. They're just, they're they're just not going to be good. No, they're not. No, no, they're they're definitely not going to be good. But they're they're not making a move saying you know we're tanking. This is a move that you know I think I, I think it's it's says it. It says you know we're 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 not dead. We don't we're not well, they, you know. They do this every year, though, wasn't it? Well, there was one year their GM's like, oh, on paper, we're like a 94-win team. And it's like, what fucking team are you looking at? Like, really? <laughs> so I think they're just disillusioned there. Um, they could definitely be disillusioned there, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Holy cow. Um, I'm trying to think, what else, man? So if, if, if anybody out there did not listen to – the interview with Alex Cora today on the Fantasy Alarm Show. Uh, give it a listen. Uh, you know, it's on the SXM app. You'll be able to to check it out. Uh, some interesting things said there for the um, for the interview. The the most glaring one that uh, that that you know stuck out was that with the injury to Chris Sale with the stress fracture. I'm curious as to how you know are you interested in Chris Sale down the road? How far down? You know, are you uh, are you thinking about dropping him in uh, in in drafts with this stress fracture and his in you know injury? Um, but Cora said that you know he said he's like Tanner Houck, and he said they're stretching out Garrett Whitlock. 
And so I asked him, I'm like, does that lock in Matt Barnes as the closer? And he said, no. He was like, you know, Barnes needs to get back. He started talking about what he did the tail end of last year. Uh, and he, like Barnes, like he kind of, he prefers to have one guy in that spot, but Barnes needs to show that he can throw strikes, that he can get hitters out, that he can work the high leverage situations um, without collapsing again. So now it's like, well, shit, because we were, we were going to sit there and like, you know, drafting Barnes, maybe handcuff him to Whitlock or, you know, we were just drafting, you know, Whitlock and not bothering with Barnes. But now all of a sudden it's like, I don't even know. I don't even know what to do about the the bullpen in Boston now. Yeah, I've been avoiding Barnes. I mean, he was not good in the second half. They left him off the playoff roster. So that is a concern. I did take Whitlock in a draft with the hopes that maybe he closes. Uh, Chris Sale, I've been avoiding. I mean, I know how good he can be, but the injuries. So he was going pretty early in drafts. So I've been avoiding him and I will continue to avoid him. I moved him down my rankings. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's I I mean, I know they said that about Whitlock stretching out. He could still want to close in the start. I mean, if they go with Eovaldi, Pavetta, Rich Hill, Waka and Hawk, maybe he starts the year as the closer and if he gets off to good start or maybe they bring someone in i don't know kenley jansen i don't know so yeah makes it difficult but yeah i, I have not been drafting barnes um yeah I, I think i i took him in one and it was like like at the very tail end and i was hoping to um you know grab whitlock later on in that draft and then somebody took whitlock on me so i didn't get it uh, where did you drop sale down in your rankings? Oh, excuse me. Oh. I'm thinking the 35 to 40 range of starting pitchers. Wow. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, you know, I've, I've been avoiding him too. I haven't been, cause I thought that he's been going too high. You know, put a, put a round on that where you would look at, look for him. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm not looking at your rank. I should just look at your rankings right now. How about that? Probably. How, about, how about Bender shuts up and looks at Ronis's rankings? Tenth, eleventh round, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking where you got him. He's not even on your front page. Boop, 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 boop. Right around the uh, Chris Bassett, Sunny Grayland. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very interesting. I do love that Chris Bassett signing. I hate you for that. Sick stuff, man. Sick stuff all around. Ah, dude, I'm so pumped up. I'm so excited about all this. And we still have more players to sign. That's the crazy part, too, man. You know, Freeman, Mm -hmm. Correa, Kenley Jansen. Uh, Is Kimbrell going to get traded? So, um, I mean, I I figure these guys want to get it done soon, man, because the spring spring training starts Thursday. So, and then we got, what, three weeks to the season starts? Is it three weeks from tomorrow? Yeah, right? Yeah, April 7th. Wow. 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 Yeah. Cause it's a third. So yeah. One, two, holy crap. Yeah. Three weeks, man. Boy, man. Some of these, I hope some of these pitchers were throwing beforehand because you know, usually they're reporting like second week of February and now it's just such a condensed uh, spring to get ready. Be crazy. Going to be absolutely insane. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I've, 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 you know, I've shot my wad. I'm 
I'm so spent from this whole day. So you know what? We're actually going to kind of just cut this a little short. There's so much more I'm sure I got to deal with here. Um, but I just don't have it in me right now. I really don't. You know what? Read, you know, go and, and read the uh, the Fantasy Baseball uh, Daily Roundup over at uh, FantasyAlarm.com. And I have lots of thoughts about everything that's been going on in free agency and more signings and all of this stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, what do you got coming up uh, tomorrow? You got a best bets for NBA coming up on PicksWise? What do you got? Nah, there's, there's only one game in the NBA on Thursday because it's the first day of the tournament. And it's actually two of the shittiest teams, even though both have been playing better lately. It's the Pistons and Magic. That's the only game. Um, and both teams have a long injury report. So, yeah, Thursday, very light day. So, yeah, Friday I will have an article up on uh, for best bets. Okay. All right. Oh, that's right. I actually, I forgot. I promised everybody that we would pick our brackets here. Come on, Adam. Who's winning it all? Kentucky. Really? You have Kentucky? I think so, yeah. I actually have Kentucky in the finals, but I don't have them winning the final game. Losing to who? Villanova, baby! Oh, okay. Come on, bring back the old... Big East, right? I haven't watched college basketball since the days of Patrick Ewing and uh, and Chris Mullen, uh, St. John's versus Georgetown. So to see that, you know, schools like Providence and um, and and uh, what Seton Hall, UConn. Uh, along with Villanova, but Villanova is like a two seed, right? So yeah, they're they expected won't. to do well. Yeah, they are. I don't see many people picking them. But, yeah, I mean, the one seeds are are not great. I mean, Gonzaga got a good draw in their bracket. Uh, they potentially could face Duke, and Duke already beat them this year. Baylor is a one seed that has a lot of injuries and has a really tough bracket. They've got Kentucky, UCLA, and Purdue. I could see any one of those teams making the Final Four. So uh, there's no dominant team either. That's the thing, too. There's no dominant team in college basketball this year. Um, I, you know what? I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't know. I know a little bit. I'm not an expert, so do not take my advice. Just don't. I, I, I mean, I know a little <laughs> bit, but you know, I can speak confidently on MLB, NBA, NFL. I know a little bit about college basketball, but I'm not a guru. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know squadouche about it. I really don't. And, uh, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. I'll stick with baseball and football. Adam's a three-sport athlete here. Uh, you're all you, – everybody's covered. Everybody's covered. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us here then. So uh, check out Adam's stuff coming up. Check out my stuff coming up. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in and listening to the Annie Up podcast. Like and subscribe and tell your friends. Tell your friends. Write us a review. If you're catching us on iTunes or Spotify whatever – and they allow you to write a review, be kind, say some nice things about us. We would be uh, always most appreciative. But that's it for us here tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Annie Up podcast. For Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.